0: Next. Yeah, who's next? Welcome to The Climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you Create leverage in the music business, because that's how it's going to happen today. You're not going to get signed because you have amazing talent. You're not going to get signed because you have an amazing performance. You're not going to get signed because you write great songs. You're going to get signed if you have an audience and you've got some leverage to bring to the table, something that they want. Um, They can't develop your talent anymore. And the sooner that you figure that out, and the more you're going to get on board with the, the gospel that we're preaching on this podcast right here. That's why we created it. It's all about creating leverage. That's why we named it The Climb, Creating Leverage in the Music Business. See how genius that is? The wordsmith that cooked that up happens to be my co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent is an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. He also helps songwriters turn pro by teaching the art, craft, and business of songwriting. And you can find him at songwritingpro.com. Once again, songwritingpro.com.
1: Hey, and I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They help you find your sound, and they help you grow your audience so you can become the artist that everybody loves, and so you can get paid. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a couple. You can find Johnny at daredevilproduction.com. That's production singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other. Johnny
0: D, well, what's going on, brother? Oh man, not a
1: whole lot. Ready, just uh, to, to get real on this episode. I know this one's freaking me out a little bit. I know. I just uh, Johnny's like, what are we talking about today? And I told him he's like, yeah, okay, yeah,
0: yeah. That's my whole life. <laughs> um. <laughs> it is a lot of people's lives, brother. Yeah, that's my whole. My whole life. So enlighten us, sir. What is... Uh... All right. Basically, um, I'm not sure exactly what we'll end up calling this, but it's either is your spouse jealous of your songwriting or stop ruining your marriage with songwriting. Okay. <laughs> or songwriting ruining your marriage. That might be it. Stop stop ruining your marriage with songwriting.
1: Yes. So um, I just want to say I love my wife. Okay. I've loved her since shortly after I met her. I mean, we met... Fell in love, got married less than a year, in, right? So but I also I also love songwriting. And I've loved songwriting longer than I love my wife, because I met songwriting first. And I don't know if if I've ever loved songwriting more than I love her, but I know for sure that she sometimes felt like I love it more than I love her. And so today I want to talk about this, and hopefully you won't make the same mistake of letting your, your wife or your husband. Feel that way because it ain't good. So that's what we're gonna talk about today, Johnny.
0: I love that man. I uh, dude, like <laughs> 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 the, the amount of relationships that <laughs> have just uh yeah falling apart because yeah. uh, my first wife was music.
1: <laughs> yeah, the uh, the struggle is real. Yeah.
0: The struggle is real, my friends.
1: So yeah, just so here's the deal. My my wife Emily. She knew she was marrying a songwriter. So Monday Morning Church had just been a hit single for Alan Jackson when we met through her brother Matt Klein, who we referenced a lot on this show. Uh, he, at the time, he was my roommate, fellow songwriter, co-writer. He and I were roomies, and then one day I come home and there's just good-looking girl in my house with her mom and dad. You know, Boom. <laughs> I was like. Hi, how are you doing? What's your name? What's your name? <laughs> oh, you're my baby sister. Hello. Wait,
0: where you stays at?
1: So, oh, you stay here for about a week. Well, let's talk later. Um, so, which sidebar, that's how helpless I am with women. That God had like planned her in my house for like a week. <laughs> <before it's paid. laughs> All right. I, I couldn't meet her out somewhere else. I couldn't just, like, he's not like, I can't, I, I got to get these kids together. Kids. She was a kid. I was a grown man. Anyway, we got to get these people together and, you know, but I cannot Wait, leave wait,
0: wait. Up what's there. up? You need to clarify. You <laughs> no, just said she, she was like. a kid and I'm a grown Well,
1: <laughs> no, I'm just, yeah, let's let's clarify that right now. Thank yeah. you, Johnny. She was 19. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I wasn't. So. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, I had to plant her in my house for a week or so, yeah, and then anyway she went home and dumped her boyfriend and moved to Nashville. You're welcome. Anyway, so (laughs)
0: uh, I I just heard that story myself you guys, that's crazy.
1: Oh yeah, there's more but anyway um, so that's how helpless I am, but anyway so Monday Morning Church had just been a single uh, hit single for Alan Jackson, alright so she knew I was a songwriter, she had been hearing about me through her brother because we were at and stuff and so but there's no way, even though knowing I, I'm a songwriter, there's no way she knew what all came with that. Because honestly, neither did I. Just because I had just turned pro. <laughs> you
0: know? right. so, You're just starting we, to figure it out. Like. <laughs> I'm, just,
1: I'm still trying to figure it out. Uh, so, you know, while I'm, I'm not ready to confess all the painful details, let's just say I've wounded my wife a lot over the years. And songwriting has usually been the blade that's done the wounding. Alright, so um, I've let songwriting carry me away from her too much. From the days when you know, from days in the writing room to nights in the home office, or showcases, or just being gone in my mind when I should have been fully present with her or with our kids, you know, there there've been a lot of times I look back and I'm going, "Why didn't I just shut the freaking laptop and watch the TV show with her?" You know, a lot of those things. A lot of times that you know, or I was just gone. You know, what, what do you think about? Uh, oh, a song idea. Hold on. So why was I gone so much? why was I working so much and not spending as as much time or attention with this lovely woman that I, I was blessed to marry? And anyway, it was fear, partly. Part you know, songwriting is very, very competitive. And there's always more you can be doing. It's not a twenty four seven job, it's like twenty eight eight. You know, it's just more <laughs> than you can back in, right? So There's always more you can be doing, and you couple that fear with honestly a lack of faith on my part faith that God is in charge of my success and not me. I I wasn't acting, I wasn't living out my faith, I was acting like it was all on me. And so, you put those two things together for me, and and I had the perfect recipe for basically like workaholism. And then, you add in the fact that I love, love, love songwriting, and it's even easier to get sucked into that and just go there, go there, go there. That's that's you know, and so. When this priority imbalance You know Led to hurt feelings And conflict I don't I don't dig on the conflict Uh, Where do I usually turn? I turn to more work More songwriting Because music is my alcohol Songwriting is my drug Right? Yeah And so It's easy to To go to that place If there's conflict At the house Your wife's not happy with you Because I haven't been As attentive as I need to be It's easy to go Where I feel like I have some control or where i get the kudos you know where my co-writers like me they don't think i'm you know whatever yeah you know my publisher likes me to go write this song that's a good feeling so man it's my drug and that's that's what i've turned to so much and songwriting has been my affair and my wife has rightfully felt cheated at times not it's not like 24 7 okay but there have been times you know seasons yeah (laughs) and so i'm not sharing this with you guys to to air my dirty laundry, that's that's not my point here, okay? I mean, because it's it's embarrassing, really. But, you know, I'm not the husband I promised I'd be all the time. But thankfully, God has enough grace to cover me, and he's doing the painful work of making me more like Jesus. But he has a long way to go, just, just for the record, and that's obvious to anyone that knows me. But I'm sharing this because I want to spare you and your spouse— from making some of the same mistakes and causing or feeling some of the same hurts um, the bottom line for me is songwriting is not more important than your marriage All right, you, you know you didn't stand in front of God and make a promise to him in front of family and friends to, to be faithful to songwriting till death do you part you made that promise to God about your husband or your wife you didn't make it about music you know and sometimes it's kind of easy to forget and so uh, you know I just want to encourage people to be honest with yourself you know have you been have you been unfaithful you know, have you been cheating on your spouse with music and the big challenge is that to go ask your husband or your wife how they feel do they feel cheated you might not like the answer you know I don't like the answer that's part of why I stay away and be in the office because I didn't want to go in <laughs> and talk because I knew that was like go hide my happy place you know she's not happy and it's probably because of this but it's easier to do more of this. <clears throat> than to go face the stuff I need to go face, but it's it's worth it to do that. You know your your marriage, your relationship with the people you love is worth it. So thing is, you know, if you go and you ask them, like, hey, how you feeling? Are you feeling cheated by this? Whatever. Just remember, don't just shut up and listen. Don't go into defensive mode. You know, if the thing that you love, your know, your music gets, gets attacked and you get defensive about it, because I know you are, because I am, because we love it. It's our baby. Um, but just listen simmer on it you know it might be time for an apology it might just be time to listen and go okay I hear where you're coming from uh, or it might be take you know it might be time to take a break from writing bridges and time to start rebuilding them instead um, so bottom line is love is more valuable than love songs and so I just want to encourage you guys to talk uh, I feel like I'm oh, all okay, like a self-help ther- like uh, I feel like I'm in a okay. therapy
0: session right now like seriously, like I've had this conversation uh, with some therapist. therapist <laughs> so
1: what was that Joe Frazier? I'm brain
0: and I'm listening man, like um,
1: anyway that, dude, I be I, I,
0: look, okay, so part of this is am um, gonna go right over the heads of most of the young folk that are listening mm-hmm. to this podcast because. Sit
1: around a grandpa. I'll tell you a story about this time I met a little nineteen. Part years. of
0: this, part of this is like getting getting enough lumps to 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 learn what works and what doesn't work. You know, because we're yeah. young and we're stubborn and we think we know and and um, at least that was me. I mean, I was on a road when I was nineteen. You know, and um, so yeah, like uh, I wasn't. And that'll kill a relationship that'll that'll yeah. that's tricky, man, really tricky, especially when you're nineteen so I you know I think I tried one for <laughs> the first three okay it's just a true story I actually I, like th- this this one girl that I was so crushing on for like five years because she worked at the local record store in Lake Geneva so in love with her she was so hot like she was everything I was convinced I wanted a woman <laughs> mm-hmm. and then literally like she could hook
1: me up with that employee discount yeah
0: <laughs> on the new record I, mean, I was seriously buying like stupid records I had no business buying just so I could like have an excuse to go and hang with her I bought the Tapau record <laughs>
1: I don't. Eat, just, I've like, never
0: even heard of that. Here. Oh, you would. I'm. not even gonna. Tell you, I'm gonna. I'll shoot you a link of the after the. Uh, <laughs> get a little bit of hot and so. with little, 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 little. It's I'll like probably heard this song. Crazy. Yeah, but anyway. <coughs> yeah, man. So like literally one week before we're about to leave, on my very first tour, uh there she is and she's like all over me, you know, and I'm like, what is going
2: on? This is it crazy. was the power of
0: my first. My first tour, this, she's finally figured out that I'm the one, and this is awesome, and I love this, and this is crazy, and and then yeah, it was a big mess, but, um, <laughs> a big mess, but um, yeah, I mean, I, man, you know we get so into it. I mean, part of it is like what you said; it's it's not only like your love. Your songwriting isn't only your love, but it's also your like your therapy. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's cathartic. It's like where you go to process. All this crazy crap that's happening in the yeah. relationship—that means so much, that has so much weight, that mm-hmm. could change your life forever if you don't handle it right, and change your life forever if you do handle it right. You know, uh, yeah. um, and depending on who you're with, go good or bad. Either way, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with the, with the with the pretty girl from the record store, for me, it was a blessing. Like, let me tell you something. She was wackadoodle, but um, it was. Um, But that's where we go. I mean, that's where that's so hard. That's so freaking hard, dude. Like, I can't, and even just now with this work, like, this is my baby. Like, this is, I got a mission. Like, I think, especially from a man's perspective, um, Mm -hmm. and I'm saying that not to compare myself, not to compare us against women or anything, but I'm a man. This is the only perspective I understand. Uh, From that, that, you know, place, um, you know, I've got this mountain to climb, and by golly, Nothing's gonna get in my way. Like I'm, oh you know, yeah, I'm, I'm going to make a dent in the universe and make my queen, uh, the queen of the, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. where I'm coming from. And I do lose sight of that. Like I lose, I, I, I have been accused of a lot of things more than Facebook jail, and <laughs> um, and that's certainly, I think if you if you could talk to all of my ex girlfriends, they would all say like, oh yeah, <laughs> they would just roll their eyes like, yeah you gotta you gotta sit shoddy when (laughs) shoddy to the business you know or like (laughs) whether it was a my band business or Mm -hmm. my artist business and now my music business business all right welcome to another song title challenge let's get ready to make this happen in this corner, we've got weighing in at 200 pounds, Mr. Brent Baxter from Arkansas, United Woo-pink. States. the pig. Woo pig. And in this corner over here, we have Mr. Michael R.J. Roth. And with the song title that I'm about to tell you, do you want to give a rundown real quick of what this section's about for the newbies? All right. So song title challenge
1: is on each one of my episodes, Johnny hits me with a, a title that I've not heard before.
0: But it's a title that uh, one of you climbers out there has sent in to him at what? Info at Daredevil? Info at Daredevilproduction.com. And please, in the subject line, put in all capitals, song, title, challenge. Thank you.
1: That way he knows what to look for.
0: So y'all send it to him. You send in your titles. And then he hits me over the head with
1: one. And what I do for the next few minutes is I, I look at it as a country songwriter going, okay. How would I attack this title to try and make it hit suspicious, right, where it, I think it's going to have the best chance to have a commercial home, get on the radio, get cut, that sort of thing. So it's it's a peak for you guys inside the mind of, of a lyricist like me to look at and go, okay, what angles are we going to take? How can we flip this thing around look at it from some different directions? And my hope for it with this is that it will broaden your thinking on – what you can do with your songs and go, oh, it doesn't have to be just this first thing I thought of. It can, I can dig deeper. I can turn it this way or that way. So that's the deal. So if you got a title, it's not a co-write. So, Michael, anything I use here, it's your baby. Run with it. Just invite me to the number one party. Maybe buy me a steak or whatever. Don't you don't have invite to. Invite me to the
0: number one party, too. I want to come.
1: Yes, I know. We'd be there cheering you on. We might even do a live show from there. So
0: <laughs> I'll be um, over by the bar.
1: <laughs> there we go. But yes, yeah, so bring them on. But all right, bring all right,
0: it. Here we go. Here, it, this is so. Uh, this popped out because of today's episode. The title is "The Price of a Song."
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that's perfect for today, um, Michael. Give me read my mail. All right, the price of a song. Okay, so uh, I think. I mean, obviously, the context of this this episode has me thinking a lot of that stuff, uh, which is pretty obvious then. Also, you think of that phrase for a song. You could have had it for a song, huh? right? You could have had it inexpensively. So that, that makes me think of that going on. Uh, the price of a song. So, okay, yes, all this stuff swirling around in the air about, you know, basically traded my love for a love song, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just depressing. I don't want to get the sucker on the radio. I want people singing along, right? So how do I flip this positive? And this is a challenge. Sometimes you go, "Oh, I could totally write this from a point of view of a musician, a writer who traded his love for a love song. You know, I lost my relationship because of the music, but and now the music's all I have, kind of thing. You know." Um, and sometimes you go, oh, do I want to write something that's you know personal or that conflict there that I really feel, or do I want to write it?" More in a way that is more marketable and palatable. So today, I'm gonna go with the marketable, and just show you because even though we've got all this other stuff, all this other context going on, how can I make this? How can I make this positive, right? Um, and so I'm thinking, you know, you're asking the girl to dance. You know, the price of a song, like um, the the price of a song, man. But also think of, uh, you know, just so sort of just brainstorming. Like I didn't ask her to dance, and he did. That's the price of a song. Ooh. You know what the song cost you? Um, price of a song. Man, I mean, yeah. You just think of all as a musician, as a songwriter, what all it took to write that song. That's the price of a song. I mean, you think about the downloading, the or you know the Spotify, you know all that stuff. before a few years ago, it would have been all the illegal downloading, you know, Napster and stuff like. You know, you don't want to pay the price of a song, but I'll tell you what that song cost. It cost me, you know, blood, sweat, and tears in all these years. Writing this thing, that's the price of a song. That's what a song's worth,
0: mm.
1: you know. Um, pretty inside baseball, right? I mean, how's the mass audience going to really connect with that? Might have a purpose in educating people.
0: About you know fair pay for songwriters and creators. I got an idea. You could yeah. write it from a performer's perspective, like um, think Bob Seger. You know, here I am on the road oh, okay. again. Here mm-hmm. I am up on Long the stage. stage. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you know, writing it that way, like um, what uh, you know, what these you know, what are artists do? How much time they spend away from their families? Because it's a travel gig. You know, Minnie Pearl said. Honey, that you know, it's like I can't believe you get paid to do to sing. Oh, honey, I sing for free. They pay me to travel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, which is still, I mean, obviously, uh, what turned the page that Bob Seeger thing you referenced. It, it was a big old hit. Uh, he wrote it himself as an artist, uh, and it's awesome. I, I like it. Um, but let me just see if I can dig into this and make this make this a you know a positive hit suspicious kind of thing. So the price of a song. Um, you know, or you could be from a female point of view. You know, you could basically you could have had me for a song. You could have had me for a song. You asked me to dance, that kind of thing, or the guy thinking like I can't. Um, the nice you know lobster dinner i can't do this if i don't have the big nice truck but you know i i can i can cover the price of a song let me play you one or let's let's dance to it there,
0: there's that thinking there um yeah mm-hmm. dropping a dropping a dollar in the in the, you got the box two and- thing.
1: you got i played on my
0: guitar Um, that's kind of cool like if you go down that uh, rabbit hole for a second like the uh, you know the whole idea that you know a couple when they're typically first getting together they're real young they don't have any money and they're just trying to find cool ways to hang out together and uh, you know like the that you sometimes when you see that in the movies or whatever the romantic imaging of they put the white tablecloth in McDonald's, you know and then, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something yeah. like that, and you could tie that in with the and then then for the big hit tonight, we're going all the way, money's no object, you know yeah. some people might think it's wrong, but i i'm gonna s- i'm gonna spin your world around for the price of a song, you know <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, so it could be just that that kind of that love thing of you know we're staying in, you know and slow dance in the living room kind of thing or, or, you know, or by the campfire, bonfire, kind of the country road thing, if it's a younger guy or in the living room, you know, uh, at the party or whatever. Um, So that can be pretty interesting depending on kind of how you want to frame that for what kind of neighborhood you want to plant that song in, what neighborhood you want to build it in. Um, You know, it's in a way aren't as compelling as you know, is there a a negative thing uh, that, that is still can be big and accessible because the price... Right? So, letting my title write my song, price, feels like cost. Yeah. You know, it feels like there's a price that was paid the
0: price of a song. Um, and then there's a difference between cost and worth, right? Exactly. Right. Like, is it, Like, I paid this much for it, but it was totally worth it because you know why like what's the positive thing that makes it worth it that's going to get it on the air Mm -hmm.
1: I mean you know I'm thinking um, you know he's out at the the club or the bar and he wants to ask her to dance he's like all right, next song next song and during that next song somebody else comes up and dances with her and he never gets another shot that's the price of a song Um, you know which is the lost love kind of thing you miss your chance Um, which you know it's like man I do want to turn it positive
0: Or, you know, you're saying um, life, you know, life ain't that long. Don't let her go for the price of a song. You know, when you're thinking about that guy sitting off to the side.
1: Yeah. And, And that also makes me think about like getting the girl back, like the kind of the price of your pride. Right. You could you could send her that song that, you know, but don't be so prideful. You don't you don't let her go for the price of a song. Like what it would mean to kind of make the first move to get her to forgive you. Send her that song, play her that thing, make the first move. Don't let your pride be the the price of oh, the song. Oh, that's whatever.
0: good so, right there. You could, like
1: you could go get her back, say the say the things, play her the song, go, make the first move to like reconciliation kind of thing. Yes, uh, that that can be cool. Which
0: we're all which we're all stubborn on. Like we just were talking about that mm-hmm. uh, in this episode. I mean, like I don't
1: want to be the one to say I'm wrong. I don't want to be the
0: yeah. No, she you, can come to me. I'm say, not going to her. She can come to me. Say, if she says, it, "I'm sorry." Then I, may, I might say it,
1: you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it could be that kind of thing, uh, which would be pretty cool, you know. Get her back, country boy, you know. You, yeah. could, you know, if you play the door straight, you know. But um, something that says, "Kind of, you're sorry," you know. You could do that, or um, man, I, or it could be the. I like the idea of don't don't let her go for the price of a song. Like, yeah, you say you don't dance, but man, if you walked over there right now. You know, one song man just dance for one song. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't let her go for the price of a song. You know? You could have her for the price of a song or something. It's it's worth the price of a song. You could do that or or maybe like, yeah, it's playing hip hop and you hate that crap. But for her, man.
0: Yeah.
1: Her. You don't or the, I don't dance but I, I will at this wedding kind of thing, the price of a song. Yeah, um, so that that's interesting. Kind of you can twist those in a, in a positive way. I think is uh is pretty cool or even like the you know if you're talking about get getting that that download or that jam for her that you just put on repeat and dance to it's like man it was so worth the price of a song
0: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah.
1: and we fell in love and it's like man you know just kind of it all started with the song kind of thing yeah Uh, there you go best investment ever love it you know um yeah, I'm just trying to think about that. Like, you know, she says she loved it, and I, I pulled that sucker up, and I, you know, made sure I had it queued up. You yeah, know, when she came, which you know, then I think, okay, we got streaming. You can do stuff on demand. Do price? Do you pay for that stuff? Do you download? Do you, you know, I, I'm thinking about that stuff. It's not as he's like, I bought the record. Yeah, <laughs> You know. As no, because we have access to stuff, and that that does change that. You know, if it's a young hip artist, that's like, who buys stuff? Yeah, I buy from a subscription to have access to stuff. That's right. So, is there another way to build in the, like the price? Like, um,
0: I think it's know. a relationship price. I think that's it. Like, like, or the 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 hurdle that you got to overcome mm-hmm. to like that resistance and not because you're afraid to dance or you're afraid to you know reach out that one thing and then you you mm-hmm. choose that song and you go and you do it, but the cost is. You know, fear of rejection, right? You've got to push through that, to, to, and then you start. Then the happy ending is they end up in love, and that.
1: Yeah. Oh. So there's something there, I think. I mean, it's 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 like if you and I don't feel like we've quite turned that corner on that, but if you can find that angle that makes it a positive thing. I think it's just it can be so much more interesting because it's not the first thing you would have thought of.
0: I think we thought about I think we had a couple different angles in there which is pretty good though. That'll be a lot yeah. for uh, for him to work with. So yeah. so we're not going to tell the whole song on that because we're it's a long segment. That's right. But uh, <laughs> well thank you Michael for sending that in and uh, anybody else that wants to send one in uh, please uh, just email me at info at daredevilproduction.com with Song Title Challenge in all capital letters. And uh, we'll put your song on, too. We'll put your title on here and see what we can do. And if you would like some one-on-one coaching with Brent for your song and your song title, please reach out to Brent at com and uh, schedule an appointment ASAP. He's taking on some sessions. Some so there you go. Yeah, you
1: can check out my calendar,
0: see what's available. Thanks, y'all. All right, guys, back to the show. I
1: mean, because you know, it's that same that same drive and that same focus that got me to leave family, move to Nashville, spend all those hours writing songs. Yeah, forgetting you know, forgetting all the other stuff I could have been doing, and that drive and not giving up. That you know, help me get those cuts and get that stuff going on and get that publishing deal and get that hit, and then. Then you bring in this whole new thing that's supposed to be and is more important. And now, not only that, but now this is my job, and now I have a family to provide for, and I really want it to work, right? Because now it's not just me. So you get all these things that feed into, it, especially you know, once you're doing that for a living, it's like, well, yes, it's what I love, it's my escape, it's my hobby, but also now there's pressure. It's like you've done it once, do it again. You yeah. got to get some cuts. Otherwise, you're going to be doing something else that you don't like, and plus, you got a wife counting on you, you know, to bring home the bacon. And so, I mean, there's so many things that that drive in that direction, um, you know. And so, I mean, my wife and I have had the conversation before, you know, work, work is my happy place, work is my hiding place, you know, riding and that kind of stuff. And so, however the, the kind of the crazy cycle starts, it's like, you know, she's feeling – pushed away or rejected by me because i'm not as around or i'm not as uh, available mentally or physically i'm in the office too much or whatever working and you know and my perspective i'm hustling trying to provide and and do this stuff but she's starting to feel you know pushed away and then she reacts in a way that you know i feel more unwelcome around like she does not want me around as much so what do i do well hey you don't want me around i'll go work you know, if I, if I feel pushed away, she felt pushed away, and the response makes me feel pushed away, or vice versa, and so we both it pushes us away from each other, which makes both of it worse. You know, it's that crazy cycle, and knowing that we have that tendency, you know, Lord willing, we're not we're gonna short circuit that when we get on again because it's probably gonna get on again because you know I tend to work too much is something I'm gonna struggle with, <laughs> you know, but. <clears throat> Having better communication and talking about this stuff and having bigger goals for our life together, uh, helps, but hopefully knowing that stuff and knowing, okay, if she's, you know, responding not to me in a way that I like. You know, if she's being harsh with me or she whatever, you know, the things that normally would make me go, Oh, fine, you don't want me around, okay. What am I gonna do? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch Game of Thrones. I'm gonna go to my office, I'm gonna work. Yeah, because that's what I do, right? I'm not gonna go hang out and just.
0: But know, sometimes you got to chill in Netflix, like
1: <laughs> very little, very little. Usually a happy place, right? I got yeah. goals, but or some football. You're in football season, but usually that's the thing. Like, oh, I'm going to work, which makes her feel second place even more. Because look at all the time he's spending in his office, working on that stuff instead of being with me. I have to remember, like, okay, when she acts like she doesn't want to be around you, or she doesn't want you around her.
0: Go be around her. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that fixes that. You know, it comes out opposite.
0: <laughs> this totally turned into a therapy session, but this is good. This is good for the artists and the songwriters out there. Because, okay, so I'm going to share you some, share these some stuff that I learned um, right. in my marriage. Like, um, and this may sound a little um, mechanical, and it, it probably had to be for me. Um, just because that's my personality type, and again it's from a man's perspective, but i I imagine the flip the the, the flip flop would be would work as well too but um we actually um when I was married we we and, and uh, I'm divorced now, but we're still great friends like highly respect one another um I talk with her. I don't know, every few months or so, maybe like every six months, not every few months, every six months, on you know, about business stuff. She'll call me about that because we used to have lots of discussions about that with her career. She's a TV producer. Um, so, uh, there was no, no you know, horrible, wasn't this horrible divorce, uh, if you can imagine that. But, um, we, we made a contract with one another because otherwise, like guys, like especially like me, like guys like me from the Midwest, dumb Midwestern guys, like that's me. Um, who don't have um, sisters that were in our social groups, right? Um, mm-hmm. I was—I uh, have two sisters, but they're both younger than me and by four years. And um, the um, like, so I what I didn't have was the in my social group discovery of how a female processes information like that right mm-hmm. like the way a girl's going to think about it so yeah. i'm clueless to it which is even more annoying for my wife at the time. <laughs> <laughs> right like she just wants no. to hit me over the head with a pan like i'm supposed to know but i i'm i don't have the tool set you know i had to go mm-hmm. i had to go find it i found it in therapy but um so one of the things we did was we created a contract where cuz i know that uh one of my therapists was like listen women want men to be in attendance in a relationship mm-hmm. and you have to make time for that attendance, which is like what you're talking about in a different way. but I'm going to give you like a structured like go-to plan for, for this for you and, and, uh, and your spouse, okay, or you and your significant other. But uh, so if you make a structured plan on being in attendance, then you can also make deals when it's okay to be out of attendance. This was what was important for me for two reasons. Number one, I had a studio in my house. Uh, like a like a really badass recording studio in my house in l a and number two um when Packer season was on i mean like i don 't want to have a heart to heart and you know <laughs> Right during the Packer game, like I don't want you stand in front of the TV trying to test, like find out, like you know that's not the time oh, we're doing. So, yeah. so I, we made a deal. Like I said, you know what? She's like, man, I want to come home and I want to connect. I want to connect with you today, you know. And I'm like, okay, let's do that. So and that's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. And so after yeah. um, after work, like I would make. But this is the way my feeble mind thinks, right? I think a lot of mm. guys are like crow magnon man like me on this, like. Like, uh, we just don't get it, and if we have a rule, we can follow it, right? But right, yeah. sometimes the we get in so deep with our girls that, <laughs> that mm-hmm. they, they're they so sick of dealing with us, they just want to hit us, like, over the head with something rather than right, make yeah. a rule, you know? But um, it, so every day I would come home and say, like, we're going to talk for half an hour to an hour and just hang out and and... I'm hear about your day, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I learned not to fix anything, just to be like, uh-huh. you know, oh my god, that's terrible. Oh, honey, that's oh, that's awesome. Like that's great. Like and ask questions, but uh-huh. don't fix anything. <laughs> yeah. You know, and just get her to talk as much as she can cuz then th- that that's how we got connected, you know? And I'm learning stuff about her day instead of being disconnected. And um and that that small little gesture was, now keep in mind we didn't have kids, you know, uh, mm-hmm. so different than your situation a little bit, but that small little gesture like was really was a game changer for us, like it was really awesome, and then basically I, you know, when I'm working in the studio like, I'm just like, hey, come in whenever you want hang out, sometimes there's a party going on in there if, I, if I'm working with the band or whatever and it was always like, she was welcome to come, but um, you know, I don't unless the house is burning down, I don't like when I'm in the middle of a mix, like, I, you know, this is not this is the time we have to have a heart to hearts over here, you know? <laughs> yeah. Over here, no. But if you can schedule that time out, like, then it, but you've got to give to receive, right? Like, that's the thing. So there was yeah. like a whole lot of me doing that and then a whole lot of getting it back. And that was a way to create it. Because what we're talking about is here is how to get a balance mm-hmm. in between your passion for your art mm-hmm. and your passion to create a happy life with your significant other. Yeah, And so sometimes those little things can just reestablish some good habits and get you out of like a little rut. Like to your point, Brent, when you're like, you know, if she doesn't want you around her, go be around her. Right?
1: Go be around her.
0: So Right. So that's a way to maybe, I don't know if that's going to help anybody. If it does, comment, say something on social media, let us know.
1: Right, yeah, I hope it does. And, and that's the thing, because, you know, this music life encompasses so much more. Than just music. <laughs> you know, if you want to be successful at this stuff, uh, I want you to be successful at life, you know, and music being a part of that. And that's the thing. If if you're blowing up, I mean, and if you just look at it going, OK, if, if my spouse is happy, you're going to have more freedom. You're going to have less of that, you know, stuff eating at you that eats at your creativity, eats at your all that other stuff, man you're you're kind of more open to things are working well at the house you know and i think you know busting up your family also has a, a good way of busting up your 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 dreams and your goals
0: so, and from a sick point of view, some people could argue like, "Can get a bunch of songs out of it, though."
1: Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I know. I thought about that too. But, you
0: know, but is it worth it? I don't know. Yeah. Like you and that hit song and all that money that came with it could just sit there alone. It, in in case that apartment. You good night. <laughs> that's so, right. but uh, yeah,
1: so that's just what I want to talk about today. So, so, that's a good I, one,
0: man. I mean, that kind of like goes into just some heartfelt one-on-one stuff. But I like that. I mean, we really do care, and we, we want happy successful artists not just uh, successful artists
1: yeah if i if i gotta put my wife through enough where she wants to hit me with a frying pan then i at least want to redeem some of that and help you <laughs> avoid some of the same mistakes because that's part of it man it's part true. of it so it's part of the journey hopefully it be a good part of the journey for you so that's all i got except oh i do have one other thing i do have uh, a gift for you a gift from Brent. Uh, it's the Think Like a, uh, a Pro Songwriter ebook. You can check it out at giftfrombrent.com. Giftfrombrent, B-R-E-N-T dot com. Uh, you just tell me where to send it. will send it right off to you. But uh, it's kind of my thank you for listening, for being along on this ride and, and attending my therapy session. It don't even charge you. Uh, <laughs> just find a couch. And you can read Think Like a Pro Songwriter. And uh, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, check it out, gift from Brent.com.
0: All right, man. Well, that brings us to the end of another killer episode of The Climb. If you like it, share it. It'll make you cool. Uh, please take a couple seconds. Leave a rating review. It will make you famous on that. It makes us look legit to everybody else. We appreciate you guys, and keep on climbing.
1: And we'll see you at the top, or on the couch in therapy, or just wherever. <laughs>